It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the free Odyssey app to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. Uh, live video stream weekdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Subscribe there, or uh, you can catch it anytime, even if you don't catch it live. iTunes, five stars. Leave a rating and a review. Do that uh, for us. iTunes, Spotify, and the podcatcher of your choice. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. Uh, Horvat, there's an MLB game that I, I can't believe I neglected to mention that I want to hit here. And tell me what I'm missing. Help me out here a little bit. Phillies and the Mets. On Tuesday, the Mets sweep a doubleheader. And your pitching matchup today is Zach Wheeler against Southpaw David Peterson. Uh, Peterson has one start on the year, was beat up by the Phillies in his only start. Uh, I believe he's got 10 in his career. Why is this number only Phillies minus 116 with Wheeler against Peterson? I can't figure this out. Do you like Philly today, if anything? How do you? How do you what's right? what's to like about the Mets in this matchup? Well, that's that's kind of what I was gonna bring up because aren't the Phillies five and one in their last six against a lefty? They own lefty pitching. I like Philadelphia in this spot. In fact, I think that was the first game that I actually it's just I, it, it just feels like I don't know. I th- I thought after looking at it this morning, I thought by this time, um the market would move this up a little bit and we'd be talking about minus one thirty. That's why I just brought it back up to look if there was a pitching change or anything going on there. I love the Phillies in this spot coming up. Uh, so, yeah, that right. would be a play for me against a lefty tonight. I really like what Philadelphia has been doing. Um, now, they kind of stunk on the road, one and four on the road, six and five overall. But with Wheeler on the mound, I really like them in this spot tonight. And I was even looking at his strikeout prop, but nothing I really wanted to touch there. So it would probably be Philadelphia for me, especially if you're getting that price. Indians are a dog against the White Sox. Plesak against Rodon. Plesak has had a lot of success against the Southsiders. Indians win last night in 10 innings. Some people were bothered by the fact that uh, it felt like the, the pitcher's duel we had going on was, was ruined a little bit. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way, but uh, I would look to Cleveland as a slight dog in this one. Yeah, so would I. And I would maybe look at if you're going to play any props in this one, maybe playing uh, some Plesak, strikeout totals. Mm-hmm. I just... If you look what Bieber did against this offense, I can, I I would I would but figure Bieber would struggle a little bit tonight, you know, in, in this matchup as well against Plesac. So I'd probably look at Cleveland as short dogs, maybe a strikeout prop, and uh, that'd probably be it. Maybe the under even in this one. Now I'm scared though about that Phillies game because Dylan Burns is saying Zach Wheeler revenge game, which is a good point to bring up. So uh, that'll be a fun one to monitor. Any other games that we have not mentioned before we move to golf? No, just, you know, I was looking at the under tonight, Colorado, Los Angeles with Dustin May and John Gray on the mound. I kind of like the under in that one. Both teams, um, both of those. Mm, under. Under in a Dodgers game. And then, you know what? I'm going to do it, man. Corbin Burns over eight and a half strikeouts. I'm firing on that one. I'm going to stay away. <laughs> lightning bets are later. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm going to stay away. I don't know if I'm going to give that as a lightning bet. There's a couple things I actually like uh, as far as props in the NBA, so I don't think I'll give that one out. I don't know that I love it, but I like it. I do think he's going to finish with eight just because I'm paying a little bit of juice on it. And uh, I think I'm going to stay away, though, from that first five under because you brought up some good points there with Jake Arietta. I don't know that I could trust Arietta when he's going against anybody except for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know what's so awesome is that 
there are days when you have a shortened NBA card and a lot of things up in the air about who's going to be on the court, all that stuff. It's sometimes you struggle to find a play when we have a full or even mostly full MLB card between the strikeout props and the run line, money line, totals, home runs, all sorts of stuff out there, score in the first inning, all this stuff. There's never a shortage of bets. No, no. I joked today. I said I don't really have a whole lot for today. And yesterday, like even on a short NBA card, there was a lot that I liked. And then today, I almost feel like sometimes there's just too much. Because when I like too much, that's a problem, you know, especially when it comes to props and in baseball. Um, So, I, 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 you know what? I think – Man, I don't know if I want to do it. I do like the Yankees on getaway today. Well, we'll save that for lightning bets. We'll, we'll hold off on that one. That's about All what right. I got. Well, let's let's make sure that we touch on RBC Heritage. Uh, I'm not sure that as many people are going to be betting on this after the Masters. There's that Masters hangover a little bit. Uh, what was uh, really striking to me was about the field. Like that seems to be the story because usually. When you have a major, specifically the Masters, the following week, those top 10 players, they're not showing up. Right. They're like, I'm taking that week off. That was a grind, man. And they plan on contending throughout that week at Augusta. And then, like, none of them show up for the next major. Like, you'll see that throughout the year in the other majors. That is not the case this week. Five of the top 10 players in the world are there. We saw Bryson back out, even though he said he was going to be there. But you still have DJ. Webb, Cantlay, Morikawa in his four wins. You've got Daniel Berger, who our guy Jeff Feinberg, we checked in with him earlier on in the show. He's all over him. Listen to that interview to hear about all the players that he he likes. He gave you some solid bets uh, that you should take a look at here. But that's the big storyline for RBC Heritage to me, Horvat, because when we've seen these huge uh, long shots get home like Wesley Bryan was 66 to one in 2017 he mm-hmm. was a first timer in 2018 Kadira was 200 to one he was a first timer 2019 CT Pan 160 to one he ends up winning the tournament so people are going to take these long shots but keep in mind those years the fields were much weaker than what we saw last year in June and what we're seeing starting on Thursday yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can find good value in this tournament. I mean, you could get Daniel Berger 25 to 1. I actually made yeah. a play on this already. I did it yesterday because uh, when I first saw it, it was Patrick Cantley was 17 to 1. Yesterday on points bet, I got 18 to 1. I love him this weekend. And especially like, okay, so you're getting the number 10 player in the world, 18 to 1. And he struggled. Like, the last couple big major tournaments missed the cut at the players. And then he missed the cut, obviously at the masters, even though I liked him this past weekend. Um, He's only missed five cuts though, since 2017, I just feel like, you know, now we're going to remember the players and the masters, but if you've got to look what he's done at this tournament, he's tied for third, he's tied for seventh. He's tied for third. I'm getting him 18 to one coming off a weekend where he was bad. I like Cantlay this weekend, 18 to one. I think that that's good value. Um, again, because like you said, I was going to look at a long shot, but then I saw the names. Like when I saw DJ was playing in this tournament, that one kind of shocked me. It also kind of shocked me. Like I figured he was just going to try to get out of there, uh, Augusta. And he was like hanging around. Did you see that on Sunday? Like DJ didn't He was out. He was there after after Sunday. He was there like Monday, wasn't he? He was still there Monday. Yeah. Well, what was he doing though? I, I would be trying to get home as soon as possible. Get away from his wife. 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to get away from my wife if that was the case. But I love. I I think that that's still pretty good. Value. If that was the case, so you basically said right. it said you would try to get away from your wife in your normal circumstances. But if she was your wife, like you, you want to get home. I didn't say anything. But even when you look at that, <laughs> why I like Cantlay, besides that he's struggled, he has two missed cuts. But if you look at it, man, he's number two in the field in total strokes gained over his previous 36 rounds. I think it's only a matter of time before he wins one of these again. And uh, I think he gets back on track this weekend. I'll take a shot with him, 18 to 1. Patrick Cantlay. I, yeah. I, I, don't you see a bounce back from these top players that really struggled uh, at Augusta? You had DJ with the miss. Yeah, that is weird that he was hanging around. So is he going to be ready to do this or is he just going to be ready to, to get this tournament over with? Uh, right. Cantlay, Cantlay and Bert. So it wouldn't shock anybody if those three guys are all contending. Now they're top five in the odds board. So that would tell you that they probably should be contending, but for them to go back to back weeks, miss cut. I don't really see that. Not in this field. No, I don't see that either. Anything else that you like in this one? As far as I was looking okay. at Casey as well. Let me, um, this is going to be tough. So a lot of people are going to look at what Zalatoris did last week, and they're going to bet him. They're going to bet him to do something. They're going to look for him in matchups, top five, top ten, maybe win outright. They're already betting him on the other majors. After grinding for four days, playing in Augusta, Georgia, first time playing there, it's even though we didn't win, the week's probably been a circus for him. Should we be looking at Zalatoris matchups and looking to fade him for this week only? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know, though. I can also see because he's so young, just building off that momentum because he was right there all weekend long. And then him just coming out and just firing away and winning this thing. No, I mean, that's a good point. Um, I think the right matchups especially – that maybe you fade him going into this week. I don't know though. He was so damn good in that tournament. Man. Okay, he, here we go. Here's one, and it's and it's a pick'em. Zalatoris against Answer. I'd go Answer. Mm, man, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's not a Zalatoris fade. It's like we talked with Feinberg earlier about how this course is perfect for Answer, and he's dominated these peak die setups. Yeah, that's true. I, and I mean, like, you make a good point, though, because, like, I think it's been proven in the last couple of years that, like, success in the Masters, it, like, really never translates over into RBC. And so maybe that yeah. would be a solid move right there. I don't hate that. I don't hate that if you are going to look to fade him. I kind of find myself rooting for that kid, though. Oh, whether you root for him or not, he's going to win a lot of tournaments over the next couple of day, um, decades. He would, he's been a guy that, you know, even your average golf fan has heard about, like, watch out for this guy. And then, boom, something that never happens. Debutante at Augusta National is there. And he hung with the big boys throughout. Like, that. that's what was shocking to me, Horvat. Sometimes you see some first-timers pop for two, three days. They're near the top of the leaderboard. And then what happened? Sunday at the Masters happens. And that's completely normal. But he yeah. was not fading. Like, he was... Aside from Shoffley, he seemed to be like the only guy that was in the mix somewhat. I feel like if I could get him the 33 to 1, that if I am going to look to fade him, and especially in matchups with somebody like Answer, because I think that that would be a good move right there. 
I'd maybe take a shot with him winning it at 33 to one though. And just he's 33. I'm yeah. shocked. It's not shorter. 33 to one. Paul, same as Paul Casey's 33 to one. Corey Connors, 30 to one. Cam Smith, 30 to one. You brought up answer. He's 30 to one. Hatton's 22 to one. So if anything, man, I maybe mm-hmm. want to play him. If I'm getting him 33 to one, that's still a pretty good price off the weekend that he had. Okay. I don't really All hate right. Again, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a real small play for me this weekend, and probably only a couple here and there. Maybe a couple matchups on Saturday and Sunday if I get really bored. But after being so invested to four days of golf, I, I think I may need. I, I'll be watching this weekend, but I don't know if I could be on my couch for thirty plus hours over the weekend sweating this stuff out. Feinberg mentioned to us that an automatic play for him has been Chris Kirk basically suggesting that uh, the top 20 plays on Chris Kirk is basically getting his outright money if uh, he does not have a winner, getting that back. Now, his history here has not been great. Miscut 55, miscut 23-69 in recent seasons. But uh, the form is superb right now. Uh, Two weeks ago, he finished six. We got 25-48 and eight a 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back a few months. We're talking about a, a 16 and a two back to back. That doesn't seem like a, like a terrible play. No, I don't hate it at all. You could go top 10 plus five fifty. I mean, you look at it, you got three players in the top 35 uh, in this tournament right here. And he'd maybe, you know, like you said, not great success at this tournament, but he's got four top 25 finishes in his last five events. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate a top 10 finish plus five fifty for Chris Kirk. I like that. With everything I said earlier about um, paying closer attention to, I don't know about shorter numbers, because you're not going to catch me betting on guys that are 15 to 1, 20 to 1 when it's not a major. But um, even though I said, you know, we have this history of some bombs uh, coming through, I will take my share of bombs. I will. This weekend you will? Yes. Why would you not? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm sold on Cantley, man. I think that may be my only play. My only outright. Man. So many people, so many sharp golf batters were hot on him last week. They couldn't stop pumping him up. All right, we'll get to our best bets next. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. See how many MLB, NBA plays we have. You've got the BetQL Audio Network.